welcome to Coffee with the K's. These are the K's. We have coffee. Welcome. Yes, we do. Right. Welcome. welcome. Thanks for joining us. Coffee. Get All your right. coffee. There we go. Very yep. good. Ooh, good coffee. All right. So we're going to talk about coffee. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. This is Kyle K, Ron K, I'm Josh K. We're the K's. And we like, remember drinking coffee. Yes. So. Yes. We like coffee. <laughs> so thank you for joining us, spending some coffee time with us. I think this is going to be a fun episode. We uh, we try not to plan too much. We want to kind of, you know... Got to let it flow. Keep, let it, flow. keep it fresh. That's so, it. Yeah, That's it. You, you know, know see what the, happens. The spontaneity. Organic. Here. But I think we've got some we've got some fun things to, to discuss. And then we've got a game we're going to play. And, and you guys can play along with us, too. And I think it'll be really good. So, all right. You want to talk about the coffee first? Sure. So, go ahead, Mom. And well, I have... Um, coffee some... that I'm not happy with. I know. <laughs> I know, folks. Josh, that was it. Before we hit, before we hit record. First of all, we've already had coffee. And we're having coffee again. And before we hit record, that was it. She was just like, "Man, Josh, you're just like really off with your coffee." <laughs> like you know, I'm. I love having coffee at Josh's. It's always. Oh, my, see now she's got. Yeah, now she's walking. Who is back. this woman? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. What are you drinking? I am drinking Win Coffee, which is a Vietnamese coffee. That I got from my friend Annie Wynn. Shout out to Annie Wynn. I don't know if she watches our podcast, but well, she her should. name is the same as the coffee it company. Is. Yeah, how about that? Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So and it's, it's like the most popular Vietnamese name in the world. It is. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. It, I love this though. It says grown in Vietnam, roasted in Brooklyn. Can I can and I, I talk about this coffee Please, about what makes this it. special? Okay, so here's the thing. There there has been a Sorry. <laughs> Did you like the sound of that? <laughs> that's good. Yeah. This is yeah, the filter. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Josh. All right. Like trash cans Coffee. in his headphones. Okay. Well, the thing the thing is, so Vietnam apparently, you know, it, they make a lot of coffee in Vietnam. Okay, and it's not necessarily consumed globally. It's obviously very important to the Vietnamese people and you know surrounding countries and things like that. But especially in America. It's, it's fairly difficult to find Vietnamese coffee. Yes. And the person that started this Nguyen Coffee, that was where she was coming from. She, I, I believe she's part Vietnamese, but she was running across the same issue where she was having a hard time getting, you know, reliably sourced Vietnamese coffee too. Because a lot of times you don't know exactly where it's coming from and it could be a blend of all different things. It's not actually Vietnamese coffee. So she started this company and um, hooked up with a specific... Uh, no, a specific family in uh, Vietnam, Vietnam oh. to, that grows the, the beans. So she knows exactly where it's coming from. The other thing about it is this is Robusta beans, which there's kind of been this um, stigma in the coffee industry that Robusta beans are very cheap and, and like bad quality beans. And it's the Arabica beans that everything, you know, has to be 100% Arabica beans, you know, from this certain type of plant. And Robusta is, is you know, like it had all these negative connotations. And what she says is that that's not true. It's the sourcing that matters more than anything else. And that Robusta has its own type of flavor, um, just like the Arabica does. So she's kind of setting out to to turn the tables on that and kind of prove that robusta beans should be treated as you know good quality beans that they can be. Okay, let me let me stop you. Is it robusto? No, it's robusta. Yeah, with it's an a, a with an a robusta. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I sit correct. Yeah. And this is... <laughs> doesn't happen very often, folks. I'm going to yes. kind of stew in this a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she says, our mission is to increase the visibility of Vietnamese coffee and promote social, cultural, and economic sustainability. Yeah, because so. that's the thing. It's like, you know, they're, they are sustaining these, these farms now in Vietnam because that's where they're specifically getting their, their beans. Cool. Now, it is roasted in Brooklyn because that's yes. where she's from. Well, she says that they, they import, um, they, we work directly with producers in Vietnam to import green beans and roast in Brooklyn, New York. Together, we're changing the game. Yeah, well, because that's the thing is, like I said, there's everything I've read says that the, like robust is like Folgers like that's you know always kind of been the idea and so it was like you know, if you have a you know especially coffee company you don't serve robusta coffee you don't roast robusta coffee because you know that's bad quality beans but I think that um, it, it has a lot to do with not only where it's coming from but how it's being roasted because if it if it gets roasted to the point where it's burnt yeah, it's going to taste good. bad no matter what you have well, it's it, the thing that's odd is when you read the tasting notes, it's a little bit tobacco, prunes, and graham cracker. Oh, yeah. Sounds a, like a diarrhea special. Okay. <laughs> well, Thank you, you for read, that. Yes, you know. Okay. But well, you read no that offense, and you but, think, uh, you know, not, not, not necessarily. You don't really say that and then like, mmm, give See, me some of that every, tobacco. Everybody's <laughs> thinking that. You know? yeah. Prunes, tobacco, that's, yeah. It might be good for you. Have a little tobacco so, leaf with some prunes. Yeah, some yeah, that's what I mean. Sure. That, <laughs> my to work, you know. Kind of. But the, but it's intended to be made in this special filter that has um, this little part that screws in. And if you're listening, you can't see that I'm taking the filter apart. Yes. But this is a podcast. In, we have yes. to for the people you listening. But you What's put all it that in clanking? This, I know. I know. It is. It's metal. This is metal, and you can get and different it's a, sizes. It's, it's a smaller. It's, small. it's a smaller cup than like a pour over or like a French roast. It's. If you think about it kind of like a, or not a French Espresso. roast, but a French press. If you think about it kind of like a French press, it's almost like that, except you don't have to actually press anything. Right. Right? It's like a mix of a press and a pour would be the best way to describe it. And then you have to kind of play around with how much to use. I guess it's like that with any coffee, because the first time I made it, it was really kind of strong. And, and it's the intention of it is to put that, what do they put in it? Um, the oil? The no, sweetened condensed sweet milk. Sweetened condensed milk oh, is yeah. the idea is that you make it very sweet and you put the sweetened condensed milk and in it. And that kind of cuts the, the bitterness of the yeah. of the coffee itself. But I don't drink sweetened condensed milk. But we I put some just some cream in it, heavy cream, and it, it's I mean it's very good. It's very tasty. It's very good. It is very good. Yeah. And it's <laughs> I like it because it's like you just leave it. Like you put it on your cup and then you pour it in there and go. You don't have to keep like with a pour yeah, over. Yeah, that's okay. So going. that was the thing too. Is So I got a new pour over and I got it from Starbucks because I had, you know, a ton of Starbucks a points. thousand points. Know. Yeah, because I, I don't know. <laughs> tend to go to Starbucks. If you haven't signed up for the Starbucks Rewards Program, you really should. It's worth it. Because if you're going to Starbucks and you're buying the coffee and you get rewarded for it, you get cool stuff. And a lot of times, that's how I got the Christmas blend, because I don't think I paid for that. I think I got that with points. And then, yeah, I got this new pour-over machine. It works kind of the same way. And what's really funny is I sit there and pour it, and I let it bloom, right? You know, yeah. and then it bubbles up. It's and a whole I, thing. And it's a yeah. whole thing, and I try to keep a steady drip going, and you don't want it to go too far down, because then you pour it up, and then, you know, it clogs the hole and stuff. And so, like, I'm doing all of this. And then this one is kind of like this, except... 
Um, it's not as fine. Uh, it's not as uh, fine of a grind on the beans, but you put it. You put it in. You put the coffee in. Then you put this little bowl on the top. It's got these little holes in it. It's got like four or five holes, and you just pour all of the water, and it it the holes are positioned so that it fills up the coffee grinds all the way around, not just like right in the middle, you know? So then it just technically sits and you don't have to keep pouring. It just kind of does it for you, slowly dripping. And um, I think it tastes pretty good. I don't think I could really taste the difference between the way I normally do it and this this kind of set it and forget it kind of way. What are you drinking? This is the, the Christmas blend from Starbucks. This was their... Sumatran, their aged not Sumatran. stale now that we're two months out of Christmas. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's not. It's actually that's why I want to keep drinking it because I'm like it's gonna start getting stale. But it, no, it's not. It's not stale yet. I got. I had a good uh, container that I put it in. I found out that UV lighting um, affects the freshness of the coffee oh. beans. So if you put it in a clear container and it's constantly being exposed to light, it'll cause it to go stale faster. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, that's it. So I've been putting it. I've been putting it in uh, these these containers that are completely. And then you bury it in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> right before you guys came out, I ran back there and dug it back yeah. up again. Yeah. <laughs> Old Danish tradition. Is <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, okay. Vikings made a fine brew. Yeah. <laughs> My coffee is Guatemalan. Mm. As usual. And it happens to be Irish. <laughs> I'm not, not Irish, Danish. but I sure like <laughs> Irish coffee. There you go. Uh, the interesting thing about Irish coffee is we went to McGuire's uh, a while back around Christmas or New Year's. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ordered Irish coffee, and it came back. And w- before we ordered it, um, they were talking about, well, man, make sure they don't add any sugar. And I was like, why would they put sugar in your coffee without yeah. asking you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out that most of the recipes that you see online for Irish coffee contain, like, two teaspoons of brown sugar. Brown sugar. Yeah. That's a lot of sugar. Yeah, yeah. we had and no I'll, idea. You know, I'm a diabetic. That's not good for me to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, and... And so I wanted to avoid that. So we asked him to, you know, leave the sugar out. And it was still very, very good. And mm-hmm. this is really good, too. Uh, I feel like with the sugar, you lose some of the, the flavor qualities of... You do. It becomes with, more like a popsicle than it. Right. And it, well, and then, and then it, that's the thing. It's like, see, so this is, you know... To, to me, it's the quality of the whiskey too that adds to the flavors. So, Absolutely, you know, and and that you miss that if you if you put the sugar in because you're not even going to taste the alcohol. You just taste the sugar and you get a little bit of bitterness from the coffee. But it, this is the way most of America drinks their coffee, like at, with the at Starbucks, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with the sugar, high fructose corn syrup and sugar and yeah. all that stuff. And you know, we don't do that, but. You don't know what you're missing, folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you get it away tastes. from that addiction to sweet, and there's a whole world of savory out there that, yeah. that is indescribably good and better than the sweets. And you, you can know? actually enjoy tobacco prunes and, and <laughs> graham crackers. And talk yeah. about it yeah. without pinching your butt cheeks. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, right. Right. that's it. That's right. No, sometimes they add chicory to that, too. Oh, right. no, they oh, do. Do they really? Oh, sometimes. No. Sometimes, yeah. Say it's it, not it, so. What's that chicory. one? Columbia? Um, Community. Community coffee. Yes. Yeah, with the chicory. That's the chicory. what Josh hates that stuff. Oh, my God. Absolutely yeah. hate it. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. No. No. Anyway, my Irish coffee is really good. I'm it's enjoying good. it. Uh, it's, it's a nice blend of um, a whiskey kick and some yes. nice 
real rich coffee. Well, and you know, you noticed the presentation of it's the very nice. of the mugs here. You know, mm-hmm. that's Gordon Ramsay taught me that because I'm like, I think that yeah. I think it adds to the experience. Yeah, you know, yes, he knows what does. he's doing. That's it. You, know? you put it in a nice presentation like that, oh, yeah. and you look at it. You want to drink it. It looks yep. really you yeah. Know. It's funny because I was thinking about this earlier today, even because I was buying groceries for the for the rest of the week, and I was thinking about us doing the podcast, and I was planning out what mugs I was going to use and stuff <laughs> before we even, you know, before so we even came together. So what mug do you have? So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. I've got the. This was my birthday present, uh, the Boston alumni mug right here. There yes, you go. it's nice. very nice. It's a very nice mug. And it this is a nice mug. This is this is a bistro mug. Yes, by the way. it is. Yeah. Oh. Yes, that's it. Well, you know, because you bought it. I bought so. it yeah. yeah, but uh, but that's the thing. So I was thinking about like you know the presentation. I'm like planning it all out, and then I'm buying groceries for the week, and I'm like, you know, if Gordon Ramsay saw what I'm, you know, how I'm eating throughout the week, you know, because I mean, I eat, uh, I I eat healthy. I mean, we eat you know, meat. We all kind of eat the same, you know. But I'll I'll eat steak and you know, make burgers out of ground meat and stuff like that. But absolutely no, no thought no presentation. about presentation Mm-mm. or, or oh, yeah. you know like literally and like i eat meals just because i have to like it's like <laughs> <laughs> like for me it's I've always been that I've always, right yes. it's your, like <laughs> your hunger mechanism is broke yes, man it. it's you like lucky son of a gun i don't know for me it's like well my body says i have to do this so let's yeah. just get this over with you yeah. know and it's like yeah I don't know why when it comes to like making coffee or doing cocktails or stuff, it's like it's totally different because I'm, now I'm all about the presentation and making it. Well, I think it you a, slow down and savor it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Well, when you're drinking coffee or, or whatever, you, you relax and get in a moment there. You know? Yeah. Well, and you yeah. like hosting. I think you like it. That's true. Yeah, you yeah. like, that's true. You know. Well, you know, I guess, I guess that's right because I'll still like, we're having a, when we do like, you know, football games and stuff, I still put stuff out and I'll put it out and, you know, special, you know, p- plates and stuff. Yes. You know? So I guess there's a little bit of that. Well, you know, yeah, you speaking go. of how we, one of my favorite things to do for lunch these days is to get a pound of uh, grass fed beef. And you put butter in the frying pan, and you put this whole big thing of beef in there, and then you chop it up with the skillet, and you just uh, cook it that way, and it breaks up into little, you know, granular kind of bites. Mm-hmm. And then I just take some uh, block cheese and start shaving off pieces of cheese and throwing them on top, and then just keep <laughs> on doing that until like it all... like strips of cheese or like shredding. Well, you know, with the cheese cutter, with the cheese you get cutter, a oh yeah, yeah, the cheese about okay. that yeah. big, yeah. And about that like long. thin thin, thin slices, slices. Yeah. of the yeah. blocks. Yeah, it melts cheese. better that way. Okay, but you let all that melt in there, and I use uh, you know spicy cheese. Yeah, um, it's three pepper, uh, three pepper. Yeah, <laughs> borsetti. Cheese. It's orange and it's fiery hot. It's really <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. But then on top of that, I'll put some uh, bacon and uh, Gouda cheese on oh. top of that. And so, you know, mostly cheese. <laughs> and, and if you're counting calories, so somewhere the thing's going, yeah, you know, yeah, there's a lot funny. of calories. But, it, you know, if you eat carnivore, it really doesn't matter yeah. that much. Uh, so then I, I heat all that down and I take a plate and I put it on a plate. And then I'll take six eggs and sunny side up them. And then put them on top of that. Oh my and, gosh! And then I eat that, and yeah. that's that's it for the whole day. That fills oh, me up for yeah. the whole day. But is wow, that the breakfast that... you've been talking about? No, no it's, it's a lunch. It's a lunch. lunch. Yeah. Okay. 
No, because that, I mean, that sounds amazing. It, it is amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. and it fills you up. And you know when those yolks break? Yeah. And they get on that melted cheese gooey. and all yeah. that hamburger? Oh, my God, yeah. is that good. My mouth's watering. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What are we having for yeah. the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, I know. Yes, this is Super Bowl Sunday, by the way. And so we'll all know who the winner is after, like, while you're watching this, you'll be knowing already. Yes, yes that's but, um, it. That's yes. It. And well, so we're both going with Philly. Yes. A, da- a dad's... Fly, birds, that's fly. It. That's it, right there. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, here the, here's the thing. I was the pigskin pick'em winner this yes, year. Okay, so let's explain. I got number one. I was the champion out of the whole league that I was in, which I was s- all over the country. For the people who don't know... What this is, okay? Pigskin Pick'em uh, in the ESPN Fantasy app allows you to uh, pick who's going to win against the spread for um, all of the football games for every week. And uh, yeah, I th- what did you say? Ninety-seven. It was ninety-eight point six percent. Ninety-eight percentile. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that that was yeah. He was he he cleaned up in that in that area. So, and on yeah. my fantasy team, I I won that one also. I won the RKMI league. Yeah, yes, I, he won that was, you losers. I'm really yeah, sore about so that nice, one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got kicked. Maybe out next year. We gotta make it bigger next year. Get some more. Yes, we do. We, we do. We get more. It definitely will be more fun when we get but, some uh, more people in. Not that yeah, Connor, Ryan. So sorry, man. Yeah. But thanks for playing. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It's <laughs> the first time we did fantasy football. Robin well, I was just excited that. that you guys got into it because yeah, it was the first like, year. Never have done this before. You know, it was like totally blind. Yeah, we're in a draft, and I'm like, oh, this guy right, sounds right, good. You know, right. I know. But you, it was funny because I was. When I was watching, we were so we were all three sitting together when we were drafting, and I was specifically like making sure you guys, you know, knew what was going on and stuff, um, you know. But uh, but then it was funny because he was making some like really good decisions. I felt like like yeah. you know when you took you took Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, those are two. Heavy hitting quarterback. And look at now. Yeah, right. As it turns right. out, yeah. And then that, <laughs> like, Isn't that funny? That's so funny. Sweet. Yeah, it was it was really funny because I remember when you made when you picked up Patrick Holmes, I was like, all right, well, yeah, that's typical. I mean, he's he's yeah, that's a good choice. One, yeah. That's number one. And then I was I was waiting to to pick my quarterbacks until later because I wanted to get a high wide receiver and running backs. And that was kind of my strategy as I was going for the running backs and then wide receivers, and I was going to get a quarterback like in the seventh or eighth. Um, and then, and I wanted Jalen Hurts, and then you took him, and I was like, ah, man. But then that was funny as I was like, and I was even telling you, I was like, do you think you need both of those guys? Yes. You know, like you really yes. need both. Uh, you know, there's Derek Carr. Helped out a lot when there was a buy. Oh, that know? was the thing, right? I lose one power quarterback and yeah. pop another one right yeah. in this place. Yeah. No, that was, that they're both getting me like good. 24 a game. You know? Exactly. 24 yeah. points. Exactly. And then I picked up Travis Kelsey. You know, that was one of my kind of early picks, you know, was was grabbing him because I thought one of the other guys was going to was gonna pick him up early and they didn't. So I think it was like the third round he was still available I took him I was like I'm going with the best one on the board and I mean when you look at his numbers for the season like like not just his NFL numbers but look at his his fantasy stats and it's not even close he was no, the I best know. tight end in the yeah, entire league you know yeah that's what they say yeah, yeah so is. you know but uh you know there were there were a few um what was what was your guy from the uh with the long hair from the 49ers. I'm with Kittle. Kittle. You know, Kittle, yeah. Kittle had a but good season. He's like, I'm he done did. with Kittle. He's yeah. not doing me any good. And, and all of a sudden he goes 20 nuts. points. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, and I picked, I thought I was doing great because I picked 
Because um, she was stealing our strategies. Yes. Because no, we were talking out loud. She plays it like a fiddle. I, no, I, I, I lost. I had the least amount of points of anybody <laughs> in the you, league. You, you waited too long to start cheating. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Picking, you know, I picked um, Tom Brady and I picked Aaron Rodgers, and then they both really yeah, didn't have good years. Yeah, they didn't do very good. And then I, you know, so then I switched over to Tua, and for like one game, did good with Tua and Waddle until he decided to like keep getting concussions. No. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it was a terrible time. He was, time. Hits. He was really taking hits, and, yeah, and it, it was good. awful. It, I feel so bad for him. I mean, yeah. it, it was terrible. So I yeah. really did not do well so, with my picks. I anyway, getting good. back to my point. Okay. Is that I made a lot of points off of Mahomes. Yeah. And I made a lot of points off of Hertz. Right. And, you know, when I looked at this final matchup being those two, you know, I got to stick with Mahomes. You know, there's something about the um, mental toughness and aggressiveness of Mahomes. Oh, big time. That Jalen Hurts doesn't uh, quite have. He gets I disagree. close. He gets close, but he ain't got, this guy's got a hurt ankle. Yeah. And he's out there running. Yeah, but look you at know? Jalen Hurts' career, okay? He has been constantly... I like Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to... Oh, yeah, you know. yeah. But, I mean, look at what happened in Alabama. He gets benched for Tua, right? And then he gets, you know, he goes to another school and basically has to work his way from the bottom up to become the starter, you know? Um, and then, you know, the, the Heisman, you know, conversation and all that. And then... You know, he goes to the NFL, he gets drafted, and he's back up on, you know, and yeah. had to work his way all the way up to yes. the point where he's, he's at now. And now he's in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think yes. you, you can't get through that and not be mentally tough. Well, you got a guy who's on top all the time. Right. And a guy who's working his way up. That's, yeah. That's kind of the matchup here. Yeah, you know? there you go. I, I think that... But they both run... And they both have a lot of options of who they're throwing to. It's but not like the, they have the only Kansas one Kansas City defense, I used them also during yeah. the season mm-hmm. and cleaned up, man. They were getting like 10s. Well, this you know? is where it's going to be interesting because I had the Eagles defense. Did and you get 10? Yes. 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 They, were, they were cleaning up. I was I mean, more than one time I got 10 points. We need to finish defense. this up. The game's going to be starting soon. Uh, no, yeah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that are saying that um, the the knock against the Eagles defense is that they haven't been up against a a top tier elite de- uh, offense. They're going to get that today. Oh yeah, yeah. So that to me, I think it is going to be more about the defenses. I think we're going to see amazing things from both sides as long as everybody stays healthy and doesn't get hurt. But you know, that's the thing. It's going to be. Defense. I have one concern. Okay. That the refs. Played a game on us. Yes, oh, I know. oh get ready those for this. jackals oh, no. screw it up again oh, man. like they did in the, the, in the, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. I, I didn't even tell you. Did they you? should fire every last one of them and hire the high school refs. Yeah. Did you hear what Roger Goodell said about it? No. no. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. He said the refereeing in the NFL has never been better than it is now. It's yes. never been worse. Yeah, he's saying it's the best that it's ever right. been. Oh, he's full of crap. Yeah, because he's being questioned about it. People yeah. are upset. And he he's like, like no, trying, And that's what his concern is. Yeah. The heat's on me. I need right. to deflect. Well, right. I did But it, let's be honest. Movie. There's mm. no way. Mm. There was that, um, uh, what was it, the uh, Vikings game? Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. I wonder oh, how many geez. television sets got yeah. replaced go, after that could, game. You could go back in the episode uh, where we talked about that because that was, that was really bad. And there was that Buffalo game that was really yep. messed up. And Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's always been, so as Browns fans, 
There's <laughs> always been the referees uh, against the Browns as yeah. long as I can remember. You get to learn to deal with it, and that's kind of what happens. But it's not as blatant as this. No, this this. Oh, he scored a touchdown, like, but I don't think it was a touchdown because, yeah. eh, yeah, that's you know, it. that's know. it. Well, and I know that no replay. You know, oh, yeah. don't look at it. I know those 49ers fans real upset about you know Devonte uh, scoring that touchdown or or you know scoring catching that catching ball catching the and, ball and then and then they were like oh, he was out of bounds and yeah. stuff. But you know, at the same time, the thing about that that to me was just so minor compared to the other late yeah. And it was clear. I think we maybe it was on the the Kelsey's podcast. They talked about that that. Mm-hmm. That all of the teams are really taught that there's times where if the ref didn't call it and you, yeah, know, you just go, that's you the go game. and you hurry up, they yes. have signals Try to, like, cover to cover it up. Right. And I mean, and Shanahan could have thrown the flag. He thrown and the he flag. knows better than, than, you know, with that, he was standing right there, he but he chose sleeping. not to do it. That's well, it. Well, and they so, were saying you know, when you see the get. other team hurrying up like you that, know. you should throw the flag. Throw the flag because you know there's something going on. But, you know, it's. Football should not be like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of money being bet. Well, this is the on problem. These games, and yeah. I don't yeah. think that the betting audience is going to put up with this crap. Right. Yeah. They need to rein these guys in and hold them accountable. I did find out that, um, and I think it was, um, I think it was Mary Kay who reported it, uh, that they do have a committee that reviews the refereeing yes. for the games. Yeah, they and do. So, so yeah. those are the guys you pay off. So well. No. They're supposed to, you know, whatever happens during the game happens. There should be a several-tier yeah. review committee. A well, committee reviews it, then a committee reviews that. That's the thing. So, that's the only way you're going to get some kind of straight and talk And they have supposedly the, way the that rules it, because of it. Well, they have, but supposedly the way that, um, that it works is that, you know, they review each crew on every game, and then they show them, you know, this is what you guys got wrong. This is what you did right, you know. And then they use that to kind of like grade them, basically, yeah. to determine who's going to be calling the games. In and the, the grades they keep secret. Oh, all of buried this. in a jar on, under Funk and Wagnall's porch. All right? of that they keep secret. Yeah, 100%. so you know it don't happen. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah. It's not happening. You you ain't gonna tell me they sat those refs down and pointed out those glaring, obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no whistle. The balls fumble. The guy picks it up. Runs for a touchdown. There's no whistle. Then you blow the whistle. Then you say call that it, it was the way back. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you say call it all the way. I mean, that yeah. you know, you got to yeah. be kidding me. Man. Well, the the free play that they gave the Chiefs in that one game where it was like, you know, oh well, he blew the whistle and you just didn't hear it and stuff, and they they you know ran the whole play and then was like, okay, that let's just erase that. Yeah. That whole that, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and that, yeah, it was you just... You saw nothing. There was. There like was the a penguin from Madagascar. <laughs> you you know? didn't see anything. Yes. There you go. Anyway, oh. all right. Yeah, so that's enough to get yeah. the adrenaline. I know, I coffee's know. kicking in A little now. bit of Irish coffee. Know. <laughs> you know, I'm resting <laughs> up, I'm revving up, and also mad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So I do have to say one thing before we before we switch gears here. I'm wearing Joe Thomas's jersey. Yeah, I'm so proud of Joe Thomas Yay. for getting yes. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it makes Cleveland proud. Cleveland proud. Yes, absolutely. And it yes. was the story that he told uh, about how he found out was awesome. I have to show you guys at some point, and you should look it up, uh, our listening audience. But um, he he talked about how the only person that knew was his wife. 
and they showed up at his house. It was like Publishers Clearinghouse. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> they showed up at his house with the jacket and you know and all that and the camera crew and everything. But she she they were planning on going out, and so she had to like stall. Oh. To, to you know to to get them to not go near the doors because they were coming up and so she said uh they were getting ready to go out and she was like you know having him like you know get his clothes and change his tie and like things like that and then she was like okay we need to have a family meeting and he said like anytime she says that usually it's the kids are messing up and dad has to intervene so yeah, they yeah. have a family meeting and they're going to discuss something important and you know and so he's kind of like gearing up for the family meeting you know and then they they come in and then yeah they they hear somebody's at the door and his uh son um went to the door and was like there's there's people there's people at the door you know and then it, he saw who it was and he told his dad dad we made it we're in we're wow. in you know Aww, yeah so and that cute. was it and that, he just he starts crying you know yeah, and then he yeah. opened up the door and they said welcome home and they had the hall of fame stuff you know and it was just it was such That's a wonderful it was such yeah. a cool story and and you know he had i didn't realize this and um you know i i guess just uh i don't i didn't remember that this happened but he had the opportunity to go play with the denver broncos when peyton manning was with yeah him, i heard that you know and he turned it down <clears throat> specifically to stay in cleveland and be be loyal to the fans and and well the team. he talked about being part of the rebuilding of the browns and trying to help you know the browns to to kind of come back to yeah. to be a better team and i mean i don't think he said it that well, way if there was yeah. a guy that deserves it oh it's him man yeah the most he said the thing that he's uh most proud of is that most consecutive snaps you know without missing you yeah know, without, it was like over no small 5, feet. Yeah. yeah like yeah. oh my gosh and i remember that last season he played that was that one game that he got injured and he had to sit out a snap, and they said this is the first snap he's ever sat out. And wow. I was like, "Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. You yeah, know, yeah. that's amazing. He's tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know that. So I've been hearing you know lots of lots of interviews and stuff with this now because it's a you know it's a really big deal. It's a big deal for for the Cleveland Browns and for the fans, but you know for him, you know, I mean, yeah. it's it's huge. And, um, you know, hearing him, that was the thing he said he was the most proud of because, you know, his, his message to every, every quarterback, and he's played for so many quarterbacks, right, you know, right, yeah. every quarterback, he was like, I've got your back. Like, you can count on me. I'm going to stop this guy. You know, that's I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make the blocks for you. You know, you can count on me. And, oh my gosh, is there ever a football player that you could put that on? You know, yeah. that was him, you know? Yeah. So, wonderful. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm super excited. It's it's definitely a, a proud Browns moment. Yeah. And uh, you know I've got his jersey. So. I know that's great. <laughs> nice. Very good. Awesome. awesome. All, All right. right. Well, let's use that. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Ron Kay's music instruction has been trusted by thousands in Pensacola to learn, play, and love music. Our strong passion for teaching music provides expert knowledge and guidance, which helps you succeed and have fun with your music lessons. Whether it's a bucket list dream or a desire to enhance your child's life, our music lessons are the answer. Call 850-453-9966 now. Realize your musical dreams. Visit musiclessonspensacola.com today. All right, and we're back. We're, we're back. back. We are back. Yes. 
And with no the three best friends yeah. that anybody can do. <laughs> football frustrations out there. There you there, go. There, there there you go. Well, yeah. for now. <laughs> Feel free for to now. skip through the episode, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can you I, still tar and feather the commission? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. that's the kind of things frowned upon these days. Oh, know? man. Yeah, so this is supposed to be the music portion of our okay. podcast. Okay, i got to switch gears. Switch gears. If we stick to our formula, <laughs> which apparently is working, it's nice. This yes. is our fourth season which is yep. kind of exciting yeah which is that pretty is crazy yeah, yeah i didn't realize we'd been doing it this long me either I mean, yeah and it's, it's fun it because is. we sit and do this even when you're not with us exactly yes. um because that's how we started we can't this help ourselves thing. no i know <laughs> well we drink coffee every day multiple times yeah and um we talk a lot. Exactly. Yep. Some of us talk more than others. I'm sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. And we, you know, we share about things and we do have a passion for um, football and music and, and speaking, many other things. Speaking of passion. Yes. Um, you had talked to me earlier about uh, defining our brand, how I would define it. And in, in several words, you know, it would be like family, passion. Uh, knowledge, experience, education, education, mm-hmm. uh, and um, music for everybody. Yes, because we we teach people who are age yeah, levels challenged definitely. in various ways, and you know, so that's kind of it in a nutshell. But well, that was it. Josh good. asked me last night about you know what what how would you define our brand, Ron K's Music Instruction, and that's what I said. I said family. First thing I said was family. It's unusual to find a family that we all work together. Mm-hmm. We, we like each other. We spend a lot of time we together. We spend a lot of time together. Yeah. We have a lot in common, not just music, but we, we like a lot of the same things. And so um, it, that's kind of fun. And I think the podcast hopefully reflects the our quirky personalities. And, um, so that's kind of fun. Well, you know, when you, we talk about family, um, I met my wife... Uh, I was a rock and roll musician, and uh, Led Zeppelin, you know, that was, you know, that was Nirvana. That was the big thing, you know. I played a lot of Led Zeppelin and those type songs and loved it and studied John Bonham's drumming style and and stole as much as I could from it, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, so many great things. And then I meet her and fall in love with her, and uh, she's, you know, going to school for music, and, uh, oh, I was a teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, well, <laughs> was already... you were newly a teacher. Yes, I was newly a, a teacher. a couple months, you know. Yes. But, uh, you know, I was Opera thinking, singer. Yes. Well, yes. I was getting to that. I was gonna, <laughs> what are we going to do? Be, you know, I want to do something together. What can we do? She's into opera. I'm into rock and roll. You know, how's that going to work? I mean, mm-hmm. rock we're, opera. We're not <laughs> as Benatar. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, she actually made that work, but that, yeah. she didn't have any done that yet even back when we met you know mm-hmm. I don't think so. so it was yeah. never heard of but uh you know she had a lot of music knowledge a lot of music theory knowledge mm-hmm. and uh and i i told her man i just want to do something together as a husband and wife and what could we do and then i thought of you know i'd like to play the guitar because with the drums you get one side of the coin you get the rhythm on the other side is melody and, you know, I don't really get to express a lot of melody on the drums. There's some in a limited quantity, but, you know, it's there's not much there. So if I learn how to play the guitar, then I can have the best of both worlds. And your knowledge of 
of music and music theory in particular helped me to be able to teach myself the guitar and to do very well at it because there was things that I found in what you knew that I put together and, and made it uh, easier, simpler way to learn. Mm -hmm. So uh, that helped me a lot and I learned to play the guitar and then we would uh, we would play together. Yes, then we and, could sing and, and play, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was wonderful, to, you know, because your voice was so beautiful and being able to play while you sing was just very enriching for mm -hmm. me, you know. That's cool. So we had that for a lot of years and then we had kids. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it ruined everything. Oh, <laughs> we had Josh. I mean, we were we were playing uh, in church a lot and uh, nursing homes. nursing homes. Yeah, which we still do. So yeah, and uh, that's really fun and it's rewarding and a great time. And when Josh was born, um, you know, they talk about you know how old does your kid have to be before you expose them to, to the public? You know, to like people in church or whatever. You know, everybody's afraid they're going to sneeze on him and he's going to get deathly sick or whatever. Uh, so at whatever age, we brought him with us. So we would go into nursing homes and, and Josh would come with us. And, and he was involved in music. His whole world yeah. was like a music bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and th this wasn't the first That's time true. that the living room consisted of a drum set, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. not much else. You know, That's funny. when we got married, our living room truly was a drum set, a Bentwood rocker, and uh, we have a, a, co table. a coffee we had, table. And we had like a dining, oh, a dining room, room table, table, but we didn't have any chairs, so yeah. it was kind of funny. Yeah, we were funny. a little on the poor side. Yeah, we went we to Zayers yes. and oh, bought geez. chairs at Zayers. But, you know, I mean, uh, people thought that weird. They come over and they oh hey how you doing they walk in the apartment drum like, set no, there's a seven piece slingerland in the middle of the room you know yeah. and uh but you know she got used to it and they got used to it and he got used to it when he was a kid oh yeah and i always i thought him, that was normal that yeah. was that. Like, everybody's got drum sets in their house right people would yeah. ask me like you probably can't play that long because you know your kid takes a nap i said my kid's used to it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it. he doesn't yeah. know nothing else but that. So, like, he he would be taking a nap, and I'd be, you know, Practicing playing the drums and, you yeah. know, yeah. rocking out, and he was fine, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, it, it just became part of his life and part of his world, so that was really kind of cool. And, uh, you know, Caroline came along, uh, my daughter, our daughter, <laughs> and it was the same thing. Yeah. It, she was born into a musical family, you know, and there's a lot of benefits. Uh, one of my favorite children's books is... Uh, the, the Musical Life of Gustav Moll. Yes. 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 Happy the Mole, Born into a Musical Family. There you yeah. go. Is that, is that, yeah. Don't get me crying. I know. Ah, me too. <laughs> Uh, it's a great book. It's a great book. Yeah, it, it is. It is. But it's a. It's a. It's a great book. But then it's you know because there's there's elements of truth a to lot it. Of truth. You know. Yes. Because in in the book this this mole character is born into a musical family and everybody in his family is making music. His parents and then he grows up and you know ends up being a musician and teaching, just like his father did. You know, and teaching his kids. And, no, you, know, you don't say. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. It is. It's a. It's a great. It's a great story. And I should find out who the author is. I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my out, head. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's a good. It's a good story. Yeah. But so he, you know, he was raised in a musical environment. Um, you know, like I said, my kids would take naps and I'd be 
playing the drums or yeah. teaching drum lessons or something. And they were always like, this is normal. You yeah. know, yeah. they didn't know anything different. And, you know, their hearing's not damaged or any of that stuff. They were fine. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we I always you had me wear earplugs when I practiced. And yeah. Stuff, yes. Yeah. Know, we looked not. out for you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. That's something that's really funny because I think back on that. And I didn't ever like wearing earplugs. And we'd go to concerts. We'd go to watch you play. And they would make me wear earplugs. And yeah. I didn't like doing that. And uh, I'd you'd catch me with them out and be like, put those earplugs in, you know, yeah. and stuff. And, and, you know, I think definitely as I've gotten older, I, you know, I understood the importance of that. And, it, you know, I'm really appreciative of that, um, you know. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we always took care of the hearing. Mm-hmm. Now when I see, you know, on TV or something at a football game and parents have headphones yeah, on headphones on them. Yeah, I think God bless you, man. Absolutely. Yeah. They're looking out you're for the kids. About, you're caring about your kid. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I tell our uh, our parents of the drum students, you know, you, you gotta they gotta learn not to beat the hell out of the drums. You right. Know? Yeah. Some of them they're like elbows and ears when yeah. they play, and that's you know if you got a steady diet of that, if you're practicing an hour a day, six days a week, you're gonna kill your hearing, man. Oh yeah. You know, ask Ted Nugent. You know, who can't yeah, hear nothing geez, now. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. That's, it. that's it, it. It it takes a toll. Even my hearing is slightly diminished. Yeah. You, you would argue I would the agree. slightly yes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? That's yeah, funny. No, that's yeah. funny. No, it's now, when we met uh, Charlie Morgan, uh, you know, he's a drummer for uh, Elton John for a long time. He's a touring drummer for Elton John. Um, I remember we we were at that uh, one seminar in Deland mm-hmm. uh, at Stetson. Passic. It was a passing. Was it seminar? a passing yeah. seminar? And that, that was that was at a time where I was kind of pushing back on the whole wearing earplugs thing and I was I was older I was like 12 you know and so I, you know you start pushing back on stupid stuff but you know and I remember mom saying you need to ask him about the earplugs and I was like yeah I will yeah. Charlie Morgan do you wear earplugs and he was like yes and then he talked about Elton John, and he was like, you don't want to be like Elton John. And then he described how he has to have these two massive monitors on either side of him. And he's like, he is he is fairly fairly deaf. He has a hard time. And that was it. a long time and ago. Was, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure he wears hearing aids and stuff, you know, yeah. because, I mean, yeah. When he was describing what it was like, and then he was like, you know, yeah, and that's Elton John. He's like, you know, you could if you can avoid that, you know. And I was like, yeah. People okay. don't talk about that a lot, and that I think it's important. Yeah, I'm protecting you, your hearing yeah, as a musician. Yeah, brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's important. I mean, unless you're a piano player or something, you know. <laughs> but I mean, classical guitar only. That's yes. it. But, but you know, that's the thing is like guitar players. You know, electric. You know, when anytime you're dealing with electronics, you know that amplify. You know, it's important. Oh yeah, and then you can build those walls of amps you right know, like we saw it man that one oh was, yeah yeah the marshall stacks had, oh, yeah. it was a wall of marshall that was so man. cool you, you uh, gotta be kidding me but, man. oh man yeah well and like going to concerts i don't think you think about it a whole lot you go to a concert you're excited i do you know? I, I was always kind of sensitive to it like yeah. we went to that football game in jacksonville oh yeah oh yeah, my lord loud. Loud. those <laughs> folks can get loud man it, it was, was loud it was like oh god my head split yeah. and it was yeah. just yeah. so loud and you can't really, I couldn't enjoy myself with that, mm-hmm. that volume of noise going yeah. on, you know. Yeah. 
So it's good to have earplugs. Yeah, and the earplugs have gotten so much better now too that you know it doesn't. It's it's not it's not just the foamies that just plug everything up. No, they got those frequencies. That's it. They got the frequency filters, and so Mm -hmm. you know that that makes it a lot better because then you can hear like normal conversations and stuff, Mm -hmm. and you know. But then when it gets real loud, it it blocks that out, and so yeah, it's good. Very good. So you know, um, it's a unique family, Mm -hmm. and that you and I found a common ground in music and then Josh came along and all three of us found common ground in music. Mm-hmm. And then I've always admired your passion for teaching. You know, you homeschooled both our kids or you helped me homeschool both our kids and you were insanely passionate about doing it. You would go to work and you do your work at your at your job, but you'd be thinking the whole time, what can I do for my kids' education? And you would do some incredible things that involved them in education and things you would never think would be an educational lesson, you know. Well, and not, not to, you know, take anything away from what you're saying. Absolutely, 100%. You did the same thing. Yeah, though. I was going to yeah. say. I mean, that, that, I was talking to somebody the other day about what it was like being homeschooled, and I was telling them about how we used to go and watch the Blue Angels practice and we used to be able to do it right behind the hangar with the guy who had the radio. Yeah. And we yeah. could hear them talking to each other in the cockpit and stuff, you know. And then, like, as always, whenever we would take these field trips, you know, during the day, <laughs> which, you know, nobody else could do because the, all this cool stuff would happen during school hours, you right. know. So we were able to take these field trips and go see some cool stuff. And then we'd get home and it'd be like, okay, write a paper about what you just <laughs> saw, you know. <laughs> see, that's your mother's influence. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying is her passion was infectious and yeah she was all about education you know and Mm -hmm. and was totally consumed with educating you guys and gave me uh, you know invaluable help yeah and it was things like that that i thought of because of her influence and then when i saw how good it was i was like i'm gonna go with this yeah Yeah, we'd go to the zoo and they the kids would be in the back seat going oh are we gonna have to write a paper well but here's here's the thing about it that was the thing. Like, it was definitely, we definitely enjoyed going and not having to write the papers. <laughs> okay. The times that I remember several times sitting in the back seat with Caroline and we'd be looking at each other and just be like, don't say anything. Okay? <laughs> just don't mention that don't word. Don't say yeah. paper. Don't say. But then she yeah. would go, well, what was yeah. your favorite part? Oh, that's <laughs> it. That's it. And then we'd start talking about it. But then that, the thing about like knowing, so like there were several times uh, where we went and saw like, uh, some of the ships that came in, like the Bonham Richard, and we saw the the Nina. You know, um, didn't see the Pinta replica until I was you know, an adult. adult but yeah. we did see the Nina uh, yes. as as a kid. And um, so going and knowing, okay, we're gonna do, go do this really cool thing, and then we're gonna have to write an essay about it. It meant then that I was paying basically more paying more yeah, attention. You gotta was, pay attention. Yeah, 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 because I was like, I gotta be able to write a five paragraph essay about <laughs> the ship we're gonna we're gonna go see. I need to have something to say other than it was just a big ship and it was yeah. hot, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but then that kind of did it taught you attention to detail, and even if mm-hmm. we didn't have you write a paper, well, and that, you, we would you bring notebook paper it. and sometimes yeah. and you know take notes and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that was that was the thing. Is then mm-hmm. we would you know we would pay more attention, and you get more out of it that way, you yeah. know, because then you're you're you know thinking along mm-hmm. those lines of okay, I've got to. I've got to do this report. But so. I also, we always would talk about what's your favorite, what was your favorite part? No matter what we did, we'd say what that was That was you. That all came from you, you know. And it makes you 
think a little deeper about yes. everything. And even well, yeah, it doesn't allow you to be casual. That's and in, and it. You have to bring your brain like, wherever you're going. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, you got to think of something. Well, yeah. and I did the same thing. It's funny you saying this because this is this is then come full circle because when we had the Pensacola Opera come to our school mm-hmm. uh, last week. Um, every class that I talked to, we like had a debriefing, you know, and, and I said, I did that. I said, what was your favorite part? I said, who was your favorite singer? Why? You know, and it started out, especially like the further and further it got from the event, like right after it happened, it was fresh in our mind. And even the next week, like the Monday and Tuesday after they still remembered a lot. By the time I was getting to my Wednesday, Thursday, Friday classes, that it was now it had been almost a week since and they you know initially it was like they didn't remember anything but then once well but once you start questioning about it and stuff and bringing things up then all of a sudden they started started remembering remembering. recalling and then you know and then it was like oh yeah you guys remembered you know Mm -hmm. you you were paying attention you saw what happened you know but um but then it helps kind of solidify um the experience you know this is my my point is your passion for education infected me I got that same passion and it's also affected you yeah. and, and that's just you know goes to our our brand you yes. know we're passionate I think that's a, and, that that's good I didn't think about that that part you know the family the passion yes passion yeah. for education yep passion for education music education yeah, yeah. that's cool and, um, it's rare to find a musical family uh, you know or a family of musicians that spend time working together mm-hmm but then to take it much farther than that and do what we do, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, you know. Well, and we talk about our lessons even, you know, we talk about you know, our students and, the, the yeah, with the students having a struggle with this. And, you know, I have a student where it's struggling with what tempo to, to do on this one song. And so I went to Josh and we talked about how do you decide what tempo. Tempo can be really... It's very subjective. Oh, yeah, yeah. big it's, time. You know, yeah. it says moderato. Well, there's like this huge, what does that mean? You well, know? and it's yeah. different depending on what time signature you're in. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, so it, it's sometimes good to bounce stuff off of each other and, and kind of decide because we, I tell my students, I, I, I think about them throughout the week. I mean, it's not like we just have a lesson and then leave. Oh, yeah. We do think about them. We want something you know we want it to be better we want their experience to be good we want every student to be learning and growing and we want to help them the best they can this is a you know this is an investment that they're making yeah and uh we want to do our very best and, you know having uh realized the many benefits on many levels of studying music yeah you want to share that yes we get i mean that's it. that's where i'm coming from yeah. i want you to know what I found out, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, how extremely cool this is, and how it's really blessed me to be able to be involved in music and learn these different instruments. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I'm teaching people, that's what I'm trying to convey, and that's the the hurdle in the beginning. Sometimes is mm, you've got yeah. to get them to get a glimpse of that, and if they do, they might step up. And, but it, that's you know, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I say this all the time: you don't know what you don't know. And they, if they haven't had that experience to see what's possible, they have whatever their idea is in their head of what they're capable of or what they want to be able to do. You know, you got to be able to show them that this is what it's like, you know, to, to actually learn, to actually study, you know, to, to be disciplined, to, to learn this instrument or learn these vocal techniques or 
whatever you're trying to, you know, whatever they're trying to learn. Because you know how to get there. Like I told a student that the the other day, um, you know, because we were having it was a, it, we were having some issues with you know practice and the motivation to practice and stuff. And and I said, you know, the thing about this is, um, I've already done this. Like like for me personally, <laughs> yeah. like like I've already I know how to play. I know how to play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, playing the guitar. That's I was funny. a guitar student. I was like, playing the guitar is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's great. But I've already done this. I've already done what you're what you're doing. And so, you know, and, and he was trying to say that, like, he was going to take a break, right? And yeah. it was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take a break and then I'll be, I'll come back, you know, when I'm a little less busy or and whatever. it never works. And that was the thing. Yeah. I said, look, man, I've been in this situation myself. I've had several students that have been through it. And, you know, you, you can't possibly know what's, what's right around the corner. Right. Yeah. You got to just trust that, like, have you seen it? Have you seen progress? And he said, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, I've seen progress. And I said, all right, so right now... You're just stuck in a slump, you know, yeah. but, but realize that the process is still the same. The right. process doesn't change. And just like you saw results when you followed the process and you followed the method before it got you to the point that you're at now, you got to keep doing it so that you can get to that next step. You yeah. can get over that. Hurt, it's a matter know? of hills and valleys. That's know? it. I hit them with the hills well, and valleys. You start and you're all excited and then you go in the valley yeah. and find out there's work before the next hilltop. Yeah. You could die in the valley or you could do the work and get up on the next hilltop, gain some skills, yeah. done some things you never thought you could do, get a little glimpse of the hilltops down the road. And that's right, the right. thing. You know? and, that, and that's the thing I'm getting at is because sometimes it's hard for, for people to, to see that, you know, yeah. to see what's down the road. And, and then that's my thing is like, well, just, you know, I asked him, do you trust me? He's like, yeah. And I said, well, then there you go. Trust me that I'm telling you that this yeah. is going to work. And you'll get through it. And then what was funny is by the time he finished the lesson, the song he was struggling on, he, he, he got, got it. it. He yeah. got it. So, yeah. you know, and then I was kind of like, eh, see. Well, yeah. You know, one of the one of the other things is uh, a proven method for teaching. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, we collectively have a proven method for teaching music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know that if the students follow the process that, as we know it, they will succeed. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter what. You know, we right. taught people they... missing fingers. Yeah. How to right. play the bass yeah. guitar and stuff. Oh, I you know. know. We taught students who were blind and, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Blind drummer, yeah. you know. I yeah. mean. Guitar if, too. If you put the effort in and the discipline to follow this the process, you will succeed. There's yeah. nothing. I never met somebody that didn't succeed that put the effort into it. But there right. is a, a problem. Like, people want to skip. Like, they want to skip sure all the steps. Sure they do. Yeah. That's, and I, I see that most with voice. They just want to sing. They want to be there and mm -hmm. sing yeah. better. But they don't necessarily want to put... The other day I was teaching a lesson and we're working on range, right? Going higher, going mm -hmm. higher. So I just kept going. And then, you know, I was demonstrating. So I was singing very high notes, F, F sharp, G. Hmm. Um, and the student was like, why can't I just do that like you? And I was like, well. Well, you got uh, about uh, 40 uh, years? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, it was like the third lesson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why can't you do that? That's well, and to be here. fair, it wouldn't take them 30 years to be able no, to do that. But still, I mean, that's the effortless, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, what they're seeing is the fruits of all that. That's all those years yeah. of studying well, music. So, yeah. you know, what I told them was, well, you know, I'm supporting. I'm lifting my soft palate. I'm yeah. focusing the tone. I'm keeping my tongue. I mean, yeah, how, all, this stuff. all the things that we haven't even gotten to all of it yet. Right. Yeah. And so it 
it does all happen because I've put the work in. Like you said, mm-hmm. I've done this. I yeah. put the work in. Not, not I traveled I'm, down this path. <laughs> yes. You know, hours and hours and hours of practice to make sure that. So now when I do sing, it's there. Yeah. It's there. Barring any kind of a, you know, physical illness or something, but it's there. Yeah. And so, you know, it'll, it'll get there if you put the work in. And then, you know, uh, basically human nature is lazy and you know oh, yeah yeah we just mm-hmm. want a easiest path to get there right you know yeah yeah i heard it therefore i can do it you right. know mm-hmm. and you know it's not that way you know the thing is you have to put the work in to be able to accomplish those goals and the repetitions like i told one of our students the other day that you know, it, osmosis doesn't work. <laughs> you know, you and I can mind meld, you know, yeah. do the invoking <laughs> mind meld, and it's yeah. not going to work, man. Yeah. You have to do the repetitions because that's how the change happens. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. the repetitions, you rewire your brain, the way your brain thinks about stuff, yeah. and yeah. you get it. Well, and that's <clears> that's the fundamentals. Uh, the fundamental concept is that it requires the repetition because I got a student right now that's, that's, you know, starting to become more advanced, but they're getting frustrated because in their head they know what they need to do physically it's not happening and yeah. i'm like you know that it's you got you you're most of the way there because you got the mental aspect going on but don't get frustrated because this is what yeah. it takes you it gotta, is what it you gotta train your brain you know <clears throat> see a mature um successful musician accepts the process that's the thing yeah. right you know like yeah. i've accepted yeah. it i understand that this exists yeah and it probably always will exist if i want to keep stretching keep and growing yeah you know, there's going to come times where I got to knuckle down and push through it. Right. You know, and, and if I do that, then I get the rewards every single time. That's it. You know, that's it. Exactly. So I'm, I'm okay with that. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. You know, and it's not as uh, life altering as it is to some people in the beginning is, oh my God, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not coming to me overnight. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And I practice like Twice. 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know. Oh, that's the one I love is where when people are like, oh, you know, I can't get this. And I've practiced this week. And I'll go, okay, did you practice every day? Well, no. No. Yeah. Okay, did you use the metronome? Well, sort yeah. of. Yeah, you right, just, sort like, of. No. No, okay, yeah. well, come on now. You, you got you to do you the steps. Do the well, process. Gotta, it's that <laughs> perfect practice. Are you perfect, counting? Right? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, man? I mean, for all the students listening to this, you count, better be counting. Count. <laughs> From day one, you hear, you yes. must count. You have to count. You may not you have, have to, to count. count your entire life, yep. but it sure helps to learn to count. <laughs> well, if you don't count, you're shooting yourself in the head. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't even really matter because I have people that ask questions of me like, oh, are you counting all the time? And do these professionals that are counting, you know, are, are playing, are they counting? Are they... It doesn't even really matter because it, throwing all of that aside, this is a proven way yes. <laughs> to ensure success. Yes. Why wouldn't you want to do it? Who cares? If I'm doing it and these professionals are doing it, if it, if you've seen it work yeah. and you know that this is how this is how you're going to get this skill, why wouldn't you just keep doing yeah. it? Are you there? Yeah. No. Are you you want to get are there? You a yeah. You know, this is how we do it, right? So I mean, but then then putting that aside and bringing into let's actually answer your question. Yes, for me personally, I am counting all the yes. time. Now I know. For you, you've said before that you go a little bit more by feel, but I even will will I've even kind of questioned you on that. That I feel like you count, and it's more subconscious than well, anything. No, it's like <coughs> I can best describe it like Dave Weckl. Okay. You know, 
Dave Weckl is a fantastic jazz drummer, mm. highly talented, highly skilled, yeah. been around for a lot of years. He doesn't count. He gets a rhythm in his head. Oh, yeah. He and sings he goes, the rhythm. It's yeah. the count. It's, it's the, the count. count. Whether yeah. you say one, two, three, or one E and a two E and yeah. or you go. Well, because the same thing. Clyde Subfield was the same way. Yes. Yes. Clyde Subfield would do that. He'd be like, yeah, this is that rhythm. And then he'd sing it and he'd sing it in time. And he'd, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And see, for me, that it always being able to, to vocalize it was always uh, something that still is that I go back to that really mm-hmm. helps me be able to internalize whatever whatever I'm trying to play. Well, and I there's times where the metronome kind of counts for you. So yeah. I was trying to explain that to a student that if you ha- if you really listen to the metronome, so you're going by feel. You're describing feel. Yeah. So if you could get the feel, then that's that's going to work. As if you're counting, right. you yeah. know? But you, you have to work up to that yeah. point. Yes, it's, it's after training your yeah, hearing training. That's to it. be able to right. hear what's dead on. That's right. it. Because none of these professional musicians that you're going to point to have terrible timing. Like no. you're not, you can't find a successful musician and say, "Oh yeah, they're really good," except they can't play steady. You got to yeah. be kidding me! <laughs> yeah. Like that's so. Yes, they're all counting. They're all focused on the beat. They all yeah. have done that at one point or yeah. another. Have put in serious time focused on this. And, you know, especially when it comes to playing the drums, I mean, there's nothing more important than keeping that beat steady. So every single good drummer that you know, professional drummer, is doing that. Yes. So, you know, so yes, they are counting. And that's what I'll tell them. I'll go, you know, and then I'll, like, you know, if you don't believe me, go go look it up, you know. There are definitely... You know, what works against us is, you know, this this glorification of... um, uh, self uh, I was born I was born a self-made yeah. you know I was born this way yeah. there's this in in especially in rock music more than any other genre I feel like there's this uh, there's there's this attitude of you know if you were if you were just naturally talented that that's like you know we should all bow down you know yeah. instead of I worked to get these yeah. skills yeah. you know I was just you know Ask LeBron James if he worked. Oh, oh man, man, come on. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you think he just like woke up and it was, okay, I'm I'm the greatest. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, no. But there. you know, it's you know. accepted in sports. People know, you know, that there, there's like an accepted, you have to practice, you have to do the repetitions, you have to do you have to all of that. But for some reason in music. I think it's because yeah. of the competition element. Yeah. You know? Mm, yeah. If you don't, you're going to get slaughtered. Yeah, you know? definitely. Well, and that's the thing about music is that, like, a lot of the students that we have coming to us are not, you know, they're not going to be doing competitions and they're not going to be doing performances, like, on big stages yeah. and stuff like that. They're, you know, but... Well, why does it make it that you don't want to do it right? That's yes. the thing. I mean, that's the why thing. would you be that foolish? Right. Yeah. You well, don't... I always hear sometimes, well, I'm not going to be a studio musician. <laughs> just so. going to say, don't give me none of that music theory stuff because I just want to play for my own enjoyment and stuff. Well, what do you enjoy? You, you enjoy crap? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You enjoy noise? Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the thing. You want to do it right. Yeah. And so if you're going to do it, do it right. This is the right way to go. The power of music is in rhythm. Absolutely. You know, like, um, oh, I forget that trumpet player. Um, I don't uh, know. Miles Davis? No. Mm-hmm. Um, famous trumpet player from New Orleans. 
Oh, that narrows it oh, down. Teacher. Winton Marsalis. <laughs> there you go. See? Oh, jeez. We played at board games. She you was know. on the same, you know. same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Uh, that's 36 years that's of marriage. I'll do that. You know? That was good. Yeah. Famous trumpet player from New Orleans. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Let me see. <laughs> I can narrow that yeah, down. Yeah, that narrows it down right there. Oh, yeah. She has a thing on ground rhythm. Yeah. What makes toes tap. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's well, ingenious. Series, yeah, it's great. The, the Marcellus on music series is phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a guy who knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. You know? yes. And he thought deeply about stuff. Like, Absolutely. Why do people tap their toes yeah. when they're hearing music? You yeah. Know? What makes that happen? Absolutely. It's a... It's like an involuntary <laughs> it is. reaction to the music, you yeah. know? What makes that happen? Yeah. And then he goes on rhythm. to explain what it's rhythm that makes yeah. that happen. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a rhythm, rhythm effect on your brain that makes that happen. You Absolutely. Know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And people never go deep enough to think about that stuff. Yeah, but that's what I him. but that's the thing, and that's what I tell people is that when you learn how to play an instrument, you're learning you're learning in a in an effective method like that, it's like pulling the curtain back on a magic show. Oh yeah. Now yeah. you start to really understand the nuts and bolts behind the music that you enjoy. Yeah. Right. And the stuff that you like to listen to, and these are the reasons why. And then you have a deeper appreciation and mm-hmm. understanding of it, you know. And then sometimes that can cause you to get exposed to other things that you would not have normally gravitated towards. But now you are because you're, you're you've now gained this knowledge and you've gained this skill and and you start to see what it takes to well, you appreciate you know, create good you, yeah, music. You, yeah, you yeah. appreciate it a lot more. So know. we've kind of come around, done a, done a good job. So now, um, oh, are we going to get know. into this? I don't gonna, think we have time to get yeah, into it. Yeah, we're thirty minutes up. into this yeah. second half here. <laughs> I think we're we'll, going to we'll save a, this a couple. So, okay, we'll have to save it. Till first next. of all, it's music trivia. We play music trivia to the death. All the time. Yeah. Yes. It's very cutthroat in the, it's, in the K family. I don't know funny. why it's that way, but... Because <laughs> they're very competitive and I know nothing. Oh, you, oh you believe she said that. I, 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 you are like I the know, most no. competitive you, person I know. Need to, oh, who, who's taking the question? I'll oh, take it. This is so easy. Give me the question. It's too easy. Which popular singer is referred to as the boss? Hmm. Oh, geez. Let's see. Is it Bruno Mars? John Denver? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or? Bruce Springsteen. Yes, thank you. Yes. Okay. This is not the game we played the other day, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's the same Come on, one. you're wasting oh, time. I'm sorry. Get another one. Me? Okay, Josh. Okay. Which epic rock song soundtracks... Wait. Which mm-hmm. epic rock song soundtracks the opening scene as well as the final battle in Thor Ragnarok? Oh, you should know oh, that. Oh, jeez, man. Oh, if you don't gosh. know that, I'm going to take okay. you outside. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's like Zeppelin, isn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, should I give him the choices no, or just no. make him well, sing no, the song? No, no, because it's, it's, uh, it's immigrant song. It is. Yeah, Zeppelin, good. yeah. See, yeah. Oh, you were taking way too long. Well, no, because I remembered that uh, it was one of the Thor movies they were using Sweet Child of Mine. It's, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was no. trying to remember which. Uh, I think that was uh, okay, Thor, sorry. Love, and Thunder. Is it me now? Oh, gosh. This is you. Which astronomer is... Name dropped in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, come on. Um, okay, wait, I have to sing the whole yeah, song. <laughs> Pinocchio, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. No, right? it's no. Um, <laughs> Pinocchio, what are you doing? Oh, I'm geez. trying to give her a hand. No, you're not. I'm yes, confusing her. No, it's, um, I have to, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I know, I know. No, wait, okay. I do. Think of the song. I have to think of the song. It's not at the beginning. It's, um, it's in the Scottamoosh section. Uh, Galileo. Yeah, 
good. Everybody who's listening is screaming right now. They're all Hey, there you go. You know okay, something. taking my jacket off now. Jeez. Oh, no, right, we gotta do another kidding. one. Oh, we we're really late. This is you. One. What year was the song YMCA released? Oh. 1978, 1986, 1995. 78. Yes, of course. That yeah, was the, the multiple choice then. Okay. That's what got you. The cast. Galileo the wasn't multiple. Yeah, Galileo. Yeah. You could have given me a. a no, no. There was no, no Pinocchio. Pinocchio. No. <laughs> <laughs> All of these are multiple choice. How is Pinocchio? Choice? It wasn't <laughs> multiple choice. Really? It yes. wasn't. It just said, I saw it. It just said Galileo. Well, that's yeah. not fair. Come on, come on, ask him. The cast of the TV show Glee cracked the Billboard Top 10 in nine, uh, 2009 with a cover of which song? Should I give you the choices? Yeah, give me the choices because they had Dream, so many. Teenage Dream, Don't Stop Believing, Forget You. Oh, it was Don't Stop Believing. Well, of course. Yeah, no, we sang that in choir. Don't we sang the Glee stop. version of that. That was really awesome. Okay. One more round and we'll call it. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, gosh. Oh, is it yours? Yes. Yeah, it's yours. Okay, all right. What show <clears throat> fostered young talents like Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera before they even... The Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. That's my generation. I know that. <laughs> it wasn't it's like... your generation. Well, because I... That Mickey that Mouse Club. was the 90s. Club. Yes, but Mickey Mouse, wasn't? never mind. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Lizzo plays which instrument? She plays a flute. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Just <laughs> <laughs> gave it to you. All right. So, actually, yeah. I didn't know. You didn't know I'm not that? a big Lizzo fan. No, okay, no, well, that's kind of... This will be yours. Which... Oh, you're not going to know this either. Which mathematical symbol was the title of Ed Shearing's first album in 2011? Was it a plus sign, a d- division sign, or a... a mo- Next, multiplication. Division. It was multiplication. No. no. Was it, it a was, plus sign? That's what they that said. That was the first one? Because he did one for each. He did. I thought it was the X because I no, thought that was the... No, it the plus. Luck, you're okay. wrong. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. It was the plus. All right, well, okay. we'll, we'll do a little bit 18. of this next time. Yeah, that's this That fun. was our yeah. intention Don't shuffle this time, them. But just but keep them the way yeah. they are. Yeah, don't it, shuffle. I'd like to shuffle. Okay. Nobody's keeping score, but, you know. No, it's just fun. I got two right. I know, look at oh, that. Look who's keeping score. <laughs> See, yeah. you just said, nobody's yeah. keeping score. And she always acts like she and doesn't she's care. she's not competitive. Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just so not competitive. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't care if we win or lose. I just... Yeah. <laughs> okay, enough about me. Oh, okay. Time to go. We'll All right, well, I guess we'll wrap up. it. We'll wrap it up there. This was fun. I hope season you guys four, enjoyed it. Episode one. Season four. We're starting season four. Congratulations, guys. Water with starting the case, season four. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, um, if you're interested in music lessons, uh, musiclessonspensacola.com would be the place to go. Uh, the intro music is provided by Ron Kay on his, <laughs> off of his album, Construction, And there's several other uh, releases there, too. So on Spotify and Apple Music and uh, Pandora and pretty much everywhere you get music, you can hear uh, music from Ron Kay. And uh, am I forgetting anything? No. Sidestepping Conspiracy is doing really well right Sidestep now. Sidestep is good. I like, I like that one. That's that's yeah. one of my favorites. That's like you could like snowboard to that one. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> like, it's like an action-packed one. It's action-packed. Yeah, 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 that one's good. That one's good. So yeah, so check it out. Sidestepping Conspiracy. That was, that was a good release. Um, and uh, make sure that you subscribe to Coffee with K's. 
everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Give us a like. Send, uh, give us some comments too on uh, if you have anything to share about what we discussed. Uh, be sure to send us comments. Uh, send us uh, any kind of messages on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, at Ron K's Music. And, uh, or your musical trivia questions. Uh, yes, there you go. We take those too. That would be cool. They yeah. have people give us uh, their, their music trivia questions. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very nice, very nice. All right. You know, everybody, uh, thank you for listening and join us again for Coffee with the Case.